to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. everybody. It's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And I am excited today because we are in season two and we are starting to talk about, you know, different ways that you can create your freedom engines, uh, different methods to doing that. And I have a fantastic guest for the show today. Uh, His name is Lance Growlick. And Lance is a franchise guy. He is an expert in franchises, not only the fact that he's owned them, but now he helps people find the right franchise for themselves. So this is another viable alternative. Remember when we talked about the, um, you know, basically the cash flow quadrant, and we talked about you can start a business, you can buy a business, you can buy an investment or start an investment. These are the types of situations where you can actually buy a business that's already been designed. Somebody that's already gone through the trouble of creating a business in the systems, all you have to do is buy in and then execute. So Lance, welcome to the show, my friend. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So glad to have you on here. So let's start off. Why don't you tell us your story? How did you you get where you're at today? Well, I'm 55, so I'm going to have to uh, abbreviate this story a little bit. Um, but, you know, I started on Wall Street, grew up in a Wall Street family. Dad was, Dad's company was the largest over-the-counter trading house on Wall Street. And I thought I, my life was uh, doomed. It was all going to be finance and Wall Street and boring stuff. And uh, I ended up managing uh, restaurants throughout college, got my economics degree and followed an uncle to Arizona from New York. And uh, we built a TGI Fridays franchise in the late 80s. Mm. We acquired four locations and built it to a $225 million a year business. And I said, you know, I really like this franchise thing. (laughs) And five years later, I went off on my own and eventually owned franchises like Wingstop. And I was a partner in a two-state Krispy Kreme donut franchise we had in Nevada and Utah. And, um, you know, I, I really, I re- really loved it. So fast forward to today, after owning businesses and creating my own concepts and selling them, I am a franchise broker. And there's two major things that I do. I either find people like your listeners, their ideal or perfect franchise, or I help independent businesses set up their own franchise system and grow and scale that way. And uh, so many people don't know much about franchising. They know McDonald's and they know a lot of the big box restaurants, but essentially anybody can own a franchise. I just got a young lady, a $40,000 franchise with nothing down and it's a home-based business. She'll probably double her income uh, from doing this. And uh, little did she know. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, you know, when when somebody is thinking about franchising, I mean, can you explain, just assume people don't really understand that whole concept of franchising and and the 
the levels of franchises are out there because I mean people know McDonald's and they know TGI Fridays but you know what is the first step when somebody is thinking about well I want to buy I want to get into a business and maybe the franchise way to go is there what's the first step of even figuring out which one would be the appropriate thing for you well if you're asking what the first step is you call me why because (laughs) I am a free resource Yes. Um, a completely free resource. I am your advocate. I, after hearing your what, basically, mm-hmm. what is it you're looking to accomplish? What is your goal? And what is your backstory? What is your experience? And I'll match you up with the best options. And I have 700 plus options. And you go down that path. There's a whole structure that I put people through. But at the end of the day, again, I'm a free resource. I'm making Mm -hmm. introductions daily between my clientele and various brands. Most people come to me with have, with, you know, an idea in mind of what they do like, what they don't like. And I open people's minds up and, you know, look, I want to hear what is your investment level to what kind of income are you looking to either replace or make? you know, and it's amazing what pops up. (laughs) I mean, there is literally a franchise. There's more than one franchise for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, but there's categories that so many people have never even heard of home health care, you know, non, non non-medical home care is booming every day. 10,000 people turn 65 and the franchises are hot, you know, obviously restaurants, it could be an automotive brand. It could be Uh, business services related or staffing companies. There literally is something for everybody. So the first step, you call me. And by the way, on my website, which we'll talk about, there's a free assessment. The free assessment is really scientific and it helps you and I determine based on your mindset, skill set, life experiences, what brands or categories might be best for you. That's awesome. And and so this is the thing that this is the thing that frustrates me with a lot of uh, a lot of people that are out there. Um, I see this with people that do, you know, that they want to travel. And, you know, there are people, there are really good people called travel agents that, you know, <laughs> know where to go. They know how to do stuff. And it doesn't cost you anything to work with them. Yet people will want to do all this research online and try and wing it by themselves. Yeah, This is a perfect example of why, you have a free resource who's got years of experience doing this themselves. Yeah. Use your resources. You have people that are out there. Stop doing just internet research. Get out there and talk to people who know what they're doing and can help you get to the right spot so that you don't make stupid mistakes. Absolutely. Let me add one thing based on what you just said, which is yeah. so accurate. You know, in real estate, you can avoid uh, an agent and sure. sell your house on your own and avoid paying that commission if you chose to in most states, I think. Yeah. Well, it's not like that in franchising and <laughs> franchising, whether you use me or not, you're paying the exact same franchise fee when you join the franchise. Mm-hmm. So it's really silly <laughs> not to reach out to a franchise broker slash consultant. I call myself more of a strategist yeah. <laughs> to, to sure. give you the strategy uh, most often I'm giving people franchise options they never even knew existed. Yep. 
yeah, you could spend hours and days and years trying to find the right concept for you. Why not have somebody that can help you to figure it out? It now, is very hard to. It's very hard to Google your way into the perfect franchise for you. Exactly. Really yeah, and I've thought about that. I'm like, you know, I, by nature, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So I will Google it. But, you know, why not use somebody that knows what they're doing? That's It just yeah. it doesn't make sense to me a lot of times. Let me ask you that question. When it comes to franchises, is there any wiggle room or negotiation when you're getting into a franchise? Or is it just kind of like, here's the price, knock yourself out? Yeah, not so much on the investment, but like okay. the territory. Okay. Um, if if there's a brand that really wants to be in a certain area of, let's say, New Jersey, hmm. and they haven't had much interest in that city or that area, okay. whatever it might be, um, yeah, there's the negotiation tends to be on territory size, mm-hmm. um, could be on uh, some sort of marketing or promotion that. It could be a co-op where the franchisor might help you. There's a lot of creative ways to negotiate certain things. Yeah. Um, I always encourage that people work with a franchise attorney. Okay. While I give all kinds of advice and tee everything up for my clientele, um, you know, it's a con. First of all, I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV, and it is a <laughs> conflict of interest for me to be negotiating every fine point for my you know, for my candidates and my clients. So, but, you know, in most cases, the franchise fee is the franchise fee. Yeah. But, but there are some interesting ways to negotiate territory or timetables. I was just talking to a gentleman that I found a great franchise for, and he's not quite ready to sign because he's got other responsibilities with another business he's selling. So we can negotiate in most cases, a good timetable where he gives a deposit, he wraps up the territory, but he doesn't really start the franchise for another, let's say four months or three months. Yeah. And so that's type of stuff you could, you can help work with and then, and work with the, the franchise attorney to help, you know, negotiate those type of details. And and the, and the brand, you know, I, I play all sides of the fence to help my clients. That's awesome. Um, so what's, what's kind of the, the horror story side of the franchise world that you, you help people avoid? Yeah. The horror story is, is like the bad marriage. (laughs) There's no difference. There's no difference here, Jeff. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all about relationships. And although a marriage is a personal relationship, it's, you know, it can be business. Everybody's heard about a prenup. You know, the wealthy uh, celebrity types get prenups and it's yeah. a, it's, an, it's an arrangement that says uh, what everybody's responsibilities are, what they're bringing into this relationship, what they're going to take out or whatever. And a franchise relationship is a business relationship. And mm-hmm. in a lot of instances, like the way a bad marriage ends, it's a bad choice that you made. Okay. In some instances, it's a bad choice that the franchisor made. Maybe mm-hmm. you told them all the wonderful things that you can be as a franchisee. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get into the franchise and go, I don't know if I really like this anymore. The next new shiny object popped up in front of me and, you know, I'd rather go uh, own a car dealership yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so in most cases, look, there's a brand I represent called Schooley Mitchell and Dennis Schooley, yep. who's the founder was on my podcast. And I asked him, I said, Dennis, why are people not successful with your brand? Mm-hmm. And he looks and he goes, looks at me and laughs, looks in the camera and says, because people choose not to work sometimes. Yes. 
Yes. And they, I mean, they have a freaking amazing product. Yeah. You know, I've got good friend that that's like the, the Texas, he's like the Texas master franchisee for, oh, for wow. Stewie Mitchell. And I mean, it's the most brilliant concept ever, you know, and all you have to do is work. I mean, if you just sit on your butt, it's yeah, nothing is going to work. But you There's know, Jeff, the, the horror stories really are the mismatch. People, yeah. people get emotionally excited about something and then just decide, eh, that's not for me. It's too mm -hmm. much work or it's this. Franchising has a very sort of rigorous process. Mm -hmm. And the last stage is validation where you have an opportunity to actually speak to existing franchisees. So you mm -hmm. can really imagine yourself in this brand. Yeah. And if you go through all these steps and you you choose to be part of this brand, it's it is pretty disappointing if you choose the wrong one for yourself. But that mm -hmm. is exactly why I'm there. I mean, I yeah. have people all the time that love a couple of brands that I do show them in the last minute, like, well, while we love that brand, do you think it's really right for us? I said, I do think it's right for you because I brought it to you in the first yeah. place. But I do think you should consider this brand that you didn't have a conversation with yet mm -hmm. and okay well let me do that and and oftentimes they end up choosing that one because you know uh kind of a last ditch effort but and and look it doesn't the average person isn't going to be disappointed or unsuccessful mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's not about what widget you're selling it's at the end of the day what is that freedom you talk a lot about freedom you know, what is it that somebody wants for their life? And it's not so much whether you own a great clips and you're doing haircuts and you're not even doing, I have a friend that has 20 great clips hair salons. He doesn't know how to cut hair, but it, it's he doesn't need a, to know how to cut hair. He hires no, people to know how to cut hair. That's yeah. exactly right. Whether it's a very successful flooring franchise that I have that just kills it. $75,000 investment. The average franchisee nets $214,000 a year. You don't need to know how to install floors. It's mm -hmm. about the business of the business that you're yep. taught and how to run it successfully. And you just have to picture, is this something I can do on a regular basis? Yeah, if you don't I've like a, people, this isn't a business for you. This yeah, I've got a good friend that owns, uh, I think he's now up to like six or seven joint franchises. He's not a chiropractor. He doesn't play one on TV. Yep. He just, he <laughs> hires good people to run the clinic for him and he just runs the business and he's in the financial services like I am yep. uh, at that point. So, you know, it's, you don't have to be an expert in that. And I, I think the worst franchisees are the ones that think, oh, I'm going to learn everything about this and I'm going to get myself. And then they mire themselves into the business and they're not running a business. They're just basically you own a job at that point. Yeah. And, and there are people that they're just people that are smarter business folks than others. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have plenty of clientele that use franchises as a platform okay. to sort of catapult themselves ahead. They buy a franchise, they buy another one, they buy another one. In some cases, they could own two or three different brands. In other cases, they scale one brand like my friend with 20 great clips. Mm -hmm. And at some point, a lot of these people now have the confidence and the business savvy to then launch their own brand. Yeah, because they've learned how to develop systems and they see how training can be done through a learning management system mm -hmm. and they understand technology and 
and marketing and digital advertising, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And they now have confidence to launch their own thing. And sure. it's to each his own, right? Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what's new in your world. What do, what do you have going on that's that's in the future here? Well, you know, I'd love to be the Tony Robbins of franchising. I'd love to be that evangelist in the franchise space. And I think I'm becoming that slowly, but surely. I've been doing it 30 years. Uh, I launched a podcast called Ion Franchising, E-Y-E on Franchising. So that I, I bring on all kinds of founders of brands and franchisees and franchise attorneys and financiers. So I can really help with the education process to get people at all levels involved, whether it's your first business or your fifth, um, you know, really the indoctrination process into the world of franchising. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's new. Um, I mentioned my website where you can get that assessment that a lot of people do on a regular basis. And my website's Ion Franchising, I-O-N franchising.com. But that's it. You know, I'm on podcasts frequently like this, spreading the good word, because the average person doesn't know that much about franchising. And they always think, well, it's not for them. I'm not a millionaire, so mm-hmm. I can't own a franchise. And the fact of the matter is anybody can own a franchise. And most of my, uh, many of my franchises are, are well under $100,000 and many mm-hmm. start at $20,000 up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's something very realistic that somebody could save up to and get started. Now, do you typically find, you know, if somebody, okay, the minimum investments, let's say 20,000, you know, they pretty much need to plan to spend at least double that amount to, to get it up and running or, or is that yeah, kind of it, it? Not necessarily. I mean, it just depends. Yeah. I mean, it, when I show people franchises, my average franchise, that's a hundred grand, hmm. you know, we, we show people estimates based on the franchise disclosure document, which is regulated by the federal government. And in there, it'll show a high, a low end on the investment and a high end. It'll break mm-hmm. all the details down. And that includes working capital. It includes yeah. a forecast of what the average franchisee before you needed. And the high end could be, you know, you're going to be a semi-absentee owner if the brand allows that. There are some mm-hmm. brands that allow you to be a semi-absentee owner. Other brands, you have to run it full time or yeah. they don't necessarily want you involved in their brand. They want somebody that will be there full time. Uh, some brands like Fast yeah. Signs, as an example, okay. they want you there full time. Um, so at the end of the day, um, there's always working capital required because there is a ramp up period. I've heard you talk about it before on other podcasts. Anybody that launches a business mm-hmm. needs to have some reserve capital. Capital is ca- cash is king, and there's no such thing as having too much money on hand. <laughs> but when you do a franchise, it's pretty predictable mm-hmm. what the ramp up period is. Um, I have a brand that's a, a, a realty franchise called 3% Realty. First mm-hmm. thing they tell people, uh, well, I tell people based on their information, is the average franchisee on this $42,000 investment, the average franchisee gets their money back in 120 days. <laughs> pretty good, right? Yes. You got to hustle, so, though, to get to that point. Well, but they... You know, as you know, with appropriate systems, you can save a lot of time, a lot Mm -hmm. of energy, a lot of mistakes, because more than likely somebody's made the mistakes that you're about to make if you were not in a franchise system. Well, like you and I talked about, I mean, all my businesses have always been me starting it from the ground up. And 
it, it is very appealing to people to say, let me give you some money because I would give you a, I would spend a lot more money getting this thing up and running. Let me give you some money so I could buy the systems to take off and go. Yeah, it's it's um, it's amazing that a lot of people. I, I talk to people all the time. They're like, "Well, I don't know if I want a franchise and I want to pay that franchise fee." Well, you can do it on your own, but yep. boy, you're gonna it's gonna take you a long time, and there's definitely no guarantee of success. Absolutely not. Yeah, and you don't have anything to judge what's going to be successful, and if if you're really going to make money off of it. At least if you're buying a franchise, you have at least an idea of okay, this is what other people have experienced, and you can go yep. from there. Yeah, one of my clients right now is an attorney, and he's uh, very bright, very analytical. Mm -hmm. And he in his head, he's calculating and figuring his business plan. And I'm only showing him brands where I know he can make a sizable income and has mm -hmm. a high ROI. Yep. And uh, he's very satisfied with several that I've shown him at this point. And he's, he's heading down that road deciding which is the one he you know, which is the one he's going to be choosing or, and you know, it's a two-way street. The brand sure. has to choose you, but everybody likes him. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of the day, you know, that's where, again, validation comes in. The franchise disclosure document reveals sales figures, not always margins, mm -hmm. but when you validate with existing franchisees, you start to get a comfort level that, holy cow, there's franchisees netting 300,000 a year off this investment. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that helps you Okay, if I was making two fifty a year, okay, well, I can actually replace my income if I if I work it hard during that time period. That's fantastic. Absolutely, or or hire a manager in the beginning if the brand al allows you to be a semi absentee owner, and then make the leap when you can. Soak yeah. up as much salary as you can. Absolutely, I love it. All right, well, let's transition into the fast five questions now. So, first uh -oh. question, yeah, here we go. So, strap in. Uh, first question, you wake up in the morning, business is completely 100% gone. You have $500 in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live, food and clothing. What are you going to do first? Jeff, if that really happened to me, you know what I'm going to do? I am good. Have you seen the movie Cocktail? Yes. Well, I'm going to use that to go buy a plane ticket. And I'm going to go to Jamaica or an island maybe Hawaii. Hawaii is a little expensive, but I would go to probably Jamaica and I would use my hospitality skills because I started in the restaurant business mm -hmm. and I get a job on the beach and I'd end up rebuilding the same business I started with. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is the best answer I've had in a long, long, long time. So usually it's like, oh, I would just go back to doing what I'm doing today. No, much better. Just go and, and do a cocktail moment. And it, it you gave me a, a good memory of, of the movie Cocktail. So Cocktails and Dreams. Cocktails and Dreams, yes. Um, and Coglin's Law. I will never forget that one. You so. <laughs> had a lot of laws. Yes, he did. <laughs> and the best one of all, Coglin's Law. <laughs> forget everything he said because he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, okay, so second question: What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Pick one. Exactly. I love how you said pick one. So <laughs> one of the biggest that I will think of now, I'll think of others later. One of the biggest is I created this amazing burger concept in Vegas: mm -hmm. burgers and frozen custard. It won all kinds of awards. Mm -hmm. But prior to even opening it, 
I had made some other mistakes with partners. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do the same mistakes. I didn't want to repeat the same mistakes. Well, I didn't repeat the same mistakes, but I created a new mistake. Mm-hmm. And that was that I had, I knew somebody that was an attorney and he had followed my success in the restaurant industry. And I said, well, I want to raise some money. I have some money, but I don't have all my own money. It's expensive to put up a $500,000 restaurant. I would like to raise some money. And he said, oh, great, we can do a private placement and raise Mm $600,000. So wonderful. We did that, but we never raised anywhere near half of the money. And I was already committed. The lease was signed. He promised me that I'd have the money. He had a piece of equity for doing all this for me and nothing materialized. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I trusted another guy that's either he's crooked or He's just not that bright. I don't know what the re- what the thing was, but nevertheless, we launched because I had a lease in my name. Yep. And I launched with half the money I needed, Ugh. made it successful. But after three years, I was still up to my eyeballs in debt because I couldn't get over this, essentially this junk bond financing I had to go to because <laughs> I didn't have the cash. And I unloaded it and sold it to friends. But it was yeah. an award-winning restaurant that, People got to see my smiling, happy face, but I wasn't so happy. Yeah, exactly. I was I, <laughs> my outward body had smiling face inside. Not so much. Yep. All right. What's the best book you would recommend for a budding entrepreneur or future franchisee? Well, it happens to be sitting next to me because I was talking to somebody about this this morning. The E-Myth. This is the newest one, which is not even new anymore. The yeah, E-Myth. Exactly. The E-Myth Revisited. Michael Gerber. And right there on the cover, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. It's a great book. Yes, it is. Well, and I mean, it it gives you, it teaches you to not mire yourself into the business, which is, I think, the most important part of it. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest pieces of franchising. You're, you're mm-hmm. in business for yourself, certainly not by yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really working on your business and not in it. They don't want you to cut hair at Great Clips. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What's a tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend to others? Maybe like, an, I always say like Evernote or something along those lines, but yeah. what's, what's a good tool? You're, you're, you're going to laugh. I'll give you two answers because one right. is a wishy-washy one. Facebook. Okay. I love Facebook for mm-hmm. relationships. I don't love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is too salesy and I don't know. I know a lot of people that love it, but mm-hmm. Facebook is my number one tool that I absolutely love for business. But I'll give you another one. Friends of mine, it was an interesting collision of sales gurus and tech people came mm-hmm. up with a social CRM okay. and it's called Flowchat. Flowchat mm-hmm. is still new, but Flowchat, I get in on the beta stage mm-hmm. and Flowchat, you can contact potential people, either invite them in my soon-to-be-formed Facebook group or book appointments with them, uh, find people in Facebook groups, you know. But So between Facebook, Instagram, and there you go again, LinkedIn, I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I have to live with LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, I could use that social social CRM to interact with people that Mm -hmm. way. And I have a dashboard that controls it all and has my templates and you know, it's an amazing tool, an amazing tool, awesome. how revolutionary we can be. 
Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. We'll put links to all this stuff on our in our show notes page. So Great. last question, what's the best way people can get in contact with you? Well, I, I have a big Instagram presence. My okay. name, Lance Gralick, and then it's dot ion franchising. However, the easiest way is my website, ionfranchising.com. I-O-N franchising.com. My free assessment that I mentioned earlier is there and my contact sheet. But if you do the free assessment, I get notified immediately and I will reach out to you to schedule a 20 minute call, half hour call. Sometimes I'm on the phone with people for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm at your beck and call to help you find your perfect business. And sometimes it goes nowhere because people want to maybe start their own business and I'm just a free resource. So yeah. Don't be scared to reach out and have a call with talk, me. I'm not talk charging. to people. Talk to people that have been there before you. Happy well, to help. Lance, I really appreciate your time today. This was a fantastic interview. Uh, it, it hit the right spot at the right time for the podcast. I really appreciate it. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, folks, please make sure that if you are considering a franchise, you now know somebody in that business who can help you to to make those decisions, Uh, go to his website, go on there, take the test and talk to Lance and see what makes sense for you. Or if it doesn't make sense for you, he's gonna tell you that. Um, And always, if you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got anything, make sure you make those comments wherever you're listening to this. And right down at the bottom, right down below, wherever we're at right now, hit that subscription button so that you are constantly updated as we put out new shows and we've got wonderful people like Lance. So Lance, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Jeff. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, folks, have a great day and we'll see you back here for the next show. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.